Bible scholars, it's day four on our 40-day journey through the Gospel of John. Thanks for diving into God's Word. I am honored to be your tour guide, and I've got some fun things to point out to you today because we've been invited to a wedding. Weddings are awesome. I mean, in the last three years, all three of our kids have uh, have gotten married, and we've been able to celebrate um, their weddings. It, it, it's so fun to have their friends and our friends and and relatives and people coming together and and celebrating the love that God has given a bride and a groom to share and the vows and the promises they make to each other as husband and wife. A wedding, according to Revelation chapter 21, verse 2, is a glimpse of the heavenly banquet to come, a, a, a foretaste of what it's going to be like, the, the joy we experience when we get to spend a, an evening or a day with friends celebrating God's gift of love. It doesn't get a whole lot better than that when you're in good company and you're celebrating God's good gifts. Well, that's the setting for this first miracle, this first sign that Jesus performs in John's gospel as it's recorded there. It says in verse 1, the next day, but actually the original Greek, a more literal translation would be on the third day. So obviously that language, that phrasing on the third day, for us as followers of Jesus, it reminds us that Jesus is going to do something really big at the end of the story in John's gospel on the third day. He's going to win a victory over sin and death and the devil through his glorious resurrection that we'll celebrate at the end of this Lenten journey. But let's get back into the text today. So on the third day, there's a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Do you remember at the end of John chapter 1, Jesus said to Nathanael, you'll see greater things than these. You'll see the glory of God revealed. Nathanael's from Cana, and that's where this wedding is taking place. So it didn't take Jesus long to fulfill his promise to Nathanael. You're going to see greater things in your own hometown at the wedding that you're invited to because when they had weddings back in this part of the world, in this century, the whole town was invited. And a lot of times neighboring towns, which explains why Mary, the mother of Jesus, was there. She was from a neighboring town, Nazareth, and she and Jesus were invited to celebrate with this family at this wedding in Cana. Only there was one big problem. The wine ran out. And that could be scandalous because these weddings back in this culture sometimes would last for a whole week. And if this is just day one or two or three of the wedding and, and now the party has to end and this, this glimpse, this foretaste of the glory of God is suddenly drawn to an abrupt close, well, that's something that that family might have to carry the rest of their lives. So Jesus is turning water into wine and keeping this wedding party going for practical reasons, out of love for this family. But there's a whole lot more going on, too. When the wine supply ran out, verse 3, during the festivities, Jesus' mother told Jesus, they have no more wine. And Jesus' response sounds very odd, but it isn't. Jesus says in verse 4, Dear woman, he says to his mother, that's not our problem. My time has not yet come. What? This is one of only two places in John's gospel that Mary's going to show up in the story. John assumes that we already know the story from Matthew and Mark and Luke, the story of Jesus' birth, the story of Mary's presence and other uh, places along the way in G Jesus' journey to the cross. 
But it's here at the wedding at Cana that Mary shows up, the very first sign, the first miracle that Jesus performs. And the next time we're going to see Mary in John's gospel is at the very end of the story or near the end when Jesus is being crucified on the cross. And from the cross, Jesus says one of his seven last words, woman, behold your son. He says to the beloved disciple, probably John, and to the beloved disciple, Behold your mother. That's when the time will have come for the glory of God to finally and completely be revealed. Through the cross and the resurrection, through the death and the glorious victory over death that Jesus wins for all who are connected to him through faith. Hear it again now. My time has not yet come. I know the water ran out and you want me to do something about it to keep this wedding party, this celebration going. But dear woman, my time has not yet come, Jesus says to his mother. My time will only fully come through the cross in the empty tomb. But for now, still Jesus is going to move and give people a glimpse of this heaven, a foretaste of this salvation story. His mother told the servants at the wedding, do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby were six stone water jars used for the Jewish ceremonial washing. Verse 6, those six stone water jars were a, a, a kind of a symbol of, of the old religious order, the old traditions, the, the, the laws of Moses, which Jesus came to fulfill. And now he's bringing from those six stone water jars uh, a, a transformation to something new. A miracle. And so he would go from old to new. Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, he said, now dip some out. Take it to the wedding coordinator, the master of ceremonies. So they did. And when the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, he called the groom over and he says, you know, usually the best wine gets served first. And then later you'd bring out the cheap stuff, but you've saved the best for these last few days of this wedding celebration. Because when Jesus does something, he always brings out the best. He doesn't just turn old to new, but he gives us life to the full. Eight chapters later, Jesus will say, I came to give you life and give you that life to the full, give you that life abundantly. I'll bring out the best wine for you, the best celebrations, the best parties, the best gatherings. If you want to know what heaven is like, you're getting a taste right here in John chapter 2. This miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee, verse 11 concludes, was the first time Jesus revealed his glory. Heaven breaking through onto earth, a glimpse of what it will be like. And his disciples believed in him. How about you? This story is written for you to hear it, to read it, to receive it, and to believe it. And when we do, we start to get a glimpse of what God has in store for us, the great wedding banquet that will last for eternity, the, the, the best saved for last, life lived abundantly into the full, turning the old to the new, making all things new, allowing heaven to break through into this earth, the perfect eternity where there is no suffering, no pain, no sorrow, no, de no death breaking into this broken, weary 
world, bringing light to our darkness, hope to our despair, and new life to our death. This is the Jesus we follow. His signs and his miracles are all around us. They're for you today. They're for me. They're for our whole world. Let's open our eyes and see. And let's follow the one who gives us this full and abundant life. We'll pick it up there tomorrow. And it just keeps getting better. Thanks for coming along for the tour. Like, review, and share on whatever platform you're using that helps us get the word out. And join us for weekend worship. You can go to LutheranChurchOfHope.org to find out how. We'll see you there.